You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the frozen tundra of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thanks for listening. This is episode 191, and in just a moment, I'm going to be diving into a question that came to me from a regular listener not too long ago. Excited to dive in and talk about how do we share with our friends our opinion about their churches if we think their church is unbiblical, or we better off just keeping our mouth shut. Um, great question. Excited to dive into this. Hey, before we get to that, just quick reminder to everyone about the importance of reviews. I know many of you have left reviews. Thank you so much. Those are incredibly encouraging to me. Just on a personal level, they're inspiring. I really, really appreciate them. And as many of you already know, reviews are a big, big help. Uh, in essence, the more positive reviews we get on the different uh, podcast apps and players and directories, the further up the search rankings we will appear in those directories. And so uh, the more positive reviews we have, uh, the more people will be able to reach, the more people will find the podcast. And so if you have not uh, yet had a chance to leave a review, if you could do that, that would be a big, big help. It would help us reach more people. And so if you head on over and do that today, that would be great. Thank you so much. All right, let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, there is someone I met at a youth conference a couple years back, uh, not too long ago, a few years ago actually, and uh, we've corresponded on Facebook a little bit, and uh, she's become a regular listener of the podcast and then uh, recently sent me uh, sent me an email with a question about uh, about doctrine and churches, and we, we got a chance to go back and forth, and the question that she ultimately was asking was, how do I share with my, my friends and family that go to churches that I think are unbiblical? Uh, she comes from a, a particular church background, that she, she was a part of a particular type of church for many, many years, and kind of come to the point where she feels like um, the, the the doctrine of that church is, is not biblical, it's wrong, and uh, that it's harmful and detrimental in a lot of ways, and so she's really sort of have kind of, she's kind of had her own sort of personal reformation, so to speak, in, in her life, and has started attending a, a different church, and by God's grace, I've had the opportunity to play a very small role in, in her story, and God's used me to, to you know, in a small way to help her uh, as she sort of has kind of evolved and, and transformed in her own approach to the scriptures. Now, she's a part of a church that's completely different in flavor and philosophy and theology than what most of her friends or family are. She's now wrestling through this idea of what do I do? How do I talk to my friends that are a part of this church that I think are unbiblical or are part of churches that embrace theology that, I, that, that is potentially harmful? And so, uh, the, the basic question after multiple correspondence was, how do I tell my friends that I think their church is not biblical? This is a great, great question. I don't think there's, that there's necessarily an easy answer to this. Uh, there's no doubt there are moments in life where sometimes, because of our relationships with people, that sometimes it's better to keep our mouth shut for a while until we really, really can, can understand what's the best approach. Sometimes that's that's hard to do. A lot of times it's easier with with strangers or people that barely know you to really just kind of have a, a confident conversation and just share your thoughts. Um, but people who know you well, there, there's there's relational baggage that comes to the table. And so in these sorts of moments, it's it's difficult to do. However, I don't think you should keep your mouth shut forever. I do think that there's a there's a time where that where 
where it's going to be appropriate for people to open their mouths and share, hey, I think the church you're a part of is detrimental, and here's the reason why. Um, I, I think, number one, you have to make sure that that you know that you're actually right, that the church you're going to is unbiblical, and that the theology they're embracing is detrimental. Make sure that's not just your opinion. Make sure that it is that it is a biblically founded conclusion that you have come to. Now, to some extent, it is still your opinion. It is still your assessment of that church. However, just be sure that that they are actually preaching doctrine that that is wrong and detrimental, that you're not just assuming that. Now, of course, if someone was a part of that church, and obviously you have a you know a firsthand knowledge, you'd be able to share that. So I think it, I think it is appropriate um, to, to just be cautious that you don't make assumptions about particular churches or particular preachers or particular doctrines. Um, I think the, the first thing that I would do, the first thing that I would caution anyone who is who is embarking on sort of telling someone that that they they are believing a theology that is wrong or they are uh, or they are attending a church that is unbiblical in some way or another is to pray. Listen, if you haven't prayed for that person extensively, then you in my opinion have no business opening your mouth. Um I believe that God is sovereign. I believe that God is providential. I believe that he actually listens to our prayers, that he has the power to answer our prayers, that he is willing to answer our prayers, that he desires for us to pray, and he desires to answer our prayer. And listen, if you want them out of a church that's unbiblical, I can promise you, God wants them out of that church more than you do, okay? If you want them to stop embracing bad theology, I can promise you, I guarantee you, God wants it more than you. God wants what's best for those people more than you do. If they are believers, if they love God, but they're a part of an unbiblical church or or they are embracing bad theology, and there's lots of people who are genuine Christians, genuinely born again, but they just have found themselves through a variety of circumstances in churches that have awful doctrine uh, for a variety of reasons or awful practices and for, you know, for a variety of reasons. That, that does happen. If that is the case, listen, God wants to rescue them from that more than you want to rescue them from that. God loves them more than you do. God has plans for them. God created them. God will be glorified through that. Trust me, God's desire is greater is, is for them is greater than your desire for them. That should motivate you to pray and it should give you the confidence that when you pray, God will actually listen and he will actually intervene on their behalf and he will allow your prayers to be a part of the causality of that intervention. That your prayers will make a difference and change the course of their lives. That God's power will intervene and that his love will intervene on their behalf and that your prayers will be a part of that. So go pray. Pray, 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 pray. All right. The second thing I think is important to remember is that people get easily offended. Now, we shouldn't be easily offended. Like, true believers should not be easily offended. Uh, Psalm 119 says, Great peace have they which... Uh, oh, excuse me. Great peace have they which believe in the law, and nothing shall offend them. Like, that's what the Bible says. If you're a believer, you should not be easily offended, okay? However, the problem is lots of people are easily offended because they're immature in their faith, because their confidence in God is is limited and therefore easily shaken. And so people are easily offended. People are overly sensitive. People uh, People's pride gets challenged. Okay, They don't want to hear that what they believe is wrong. Um, this is sort of the nature, this is sort of human psychology to some extent. Like when people are invested in something, they have a tendency to protect it, right? Um, and and they, they, have a, they have a tendency of, overlooking flaws. Uh, people do this in politics with politicians. People do this with family members. People do this in relationships, right? I don't, how many times have you seen someone who is dating someone who's a total 
like jerk and just they shouldn't be with that person and but they're rationalizing it and then they break up and they're like oh man why did i ever like that person why did you ever you know allow me to date that person right they say something like that probably you guys have probably experienced something like that before it's because when you're in the relationship you're invested you've you've invested time energy emotion money whatever and and therefore you're you don't want your investment to have gone to waste it feels like you've wasted that investment and so you're you're willing to therefore forgive flaws that you otherwise would not have forgiven people do this all the time that's where the old adage comes from don't throw bad money or don't throw good money after bad like if you've spent bad money on something if you've spent money on something and it's waste and not just money but if you spent an investment time energy whatever don't keep spending more to sake to go after it. like that's the old saying and the reason why that saying got popular is because that's the nature of humans and so humans do the same thing with their churches people uh, maybe going to a church and they have lots of time invested. Maybe they've tithed to that church. They've spent lots of, they've spent hundreds of man hours over the course of years serving that church, being a part of it, helping to expand the brand and the influence of that particular church. And yet you come along and tell them that the church is uh, unbiblical and not doing what's right. Well, then that makes them feel like they've wasted those years and that that's offensive and it hurts their feelings and it frustrates them. It makes them feel like they were, like they got taken advantage of. It makes them feel like they wasted. And so now they are invested to, to ignore what you're saying. People don't do this on purpose. This is completely subconscious, right? This is a subconscious psychological phenomenon of humans where we where we want to protect our investment. And so if you come along and say that church is unbiblical, you're going to offend them. You're going to make them feel like they've wasted. You're going to come along and you're going to think you're helping them, try to help them go to a, a church that's more biblical. And you're going to say, hey, the church you're a part of is unbiblical. And w- what they're going to hear in their mind is you've wasted your life. Like that, that sounds crazy, but that's going, that's how people are going to translate it in their minds. So if you come up and say your church is unbiblical, they won't hear that. What they will actually hear, what they will actually digest is you think I've wasted all my time invested in the church. How dare you devalue me in that way? And they will potentially get angry with you and be offended with you. See, lots of people are overly committed to particular beliefs, particular movements, particular churches, and they're not spiritually mature enough to accept the possibility that they're wrong because they don't want to feel like their investment has been lost. In addition to that, people are ingrained. I mean, I've been a Christian now almost over 20 years. Um, for the first 10 years of that, I was a part of a particular brand of Christianity, a particular movement. I come from a, a more charismatic uh, Christian background. And then I had my own kind of personal reformation and moved away from that theology. Uh, but I find myself 10 years later, still every now and then, my default position is to kind of go back to some of that earlier theology that I, that I now think is not accurate. I don't think that was the ideal biblical uh, interpretation. But I still have my own propensity, my own tendency to kind of default back to some of those moments because it's ingrained in you particularly early on in your life. Whatever gets ingrained in you, it's really hard to break away from that. And so people need to be, people, it's going to be really hard for people to break away. So again, you have to be very sensitive, be very cautious, be very kind, be very gentle in your words. Only say little bits. Don't say everything at once, right? Little bits. Make sure you pray. Make sure you're loving. Make sure you tell people, hey, listen, I, I, I know that it's, I know this is hard to hear. I know that you've invested a lot, and I believe that God will still use that. God did use it. He is still using it. He will use it. Just because you served an unbiblical church doesn't mean that God didn't see it and that God won't honor that to some extent, right? Like You have to say things that will proactively diffuse the, the triggers that will make them frustrated or offended. Make sure you pray. Make sure you're sensitive. Number three, make sure you use the word of God. 
Like when, you, when you're sitting down with someone at coffee or dinner, you're having a conversation. Remember, keep calm, be gentle. Just say, hey, let me just point out to you why I think some of the scripture, some, some of their approach to scripture is wrong. Here's what this verse is. And give them, give them five or six passages, not just individual verses taken out of context, right? Give them a whole passage, explain the context. And okay, what's the one or two things that I think I can extrapolate from this passage and why I think it is different or contradictory to what the church that you're a part of is preaching or teaching. And then the last thought, number four, is don't assume this is going to be an easy process. Be willing to be a part of the long process. Like if people have been a part of a, a church and invested at that church for a long time, you're not going to win them over easily. It may take dozens and dozens of conversations, months, maybe years of prayer and energy and effort. Be willing to go to church with them. Maybe on occasion, you, you attend the church service with them, that that unbiblical church you think is bad, attend, and then go to lunch after with them and just say, hey, I don't think I'm going to be back for a while. Uh, I just don't feel easy, uh, you know, I feel uneasy there. I just feel like the Holy Spirit's speaking to me that it's not the church I want to be a part of. But, you know, because I care about you, I want to attend with you on occasion and we'll have the dialogue about that with you. And then maybe invite them to your church. Hey, why don't you come invite, maybe just, you start off easy with an event, maybe a Bible study and then a church service or whatever, like take it easy assume that they're not going to leave that church uh, uh, immediately Re recognize that it's going to take a while and that you need to be committed to be a part of the process prayerfully be a part of the process so again the four steps to helping someone um you know understand that maybe the church they're a part of is unbiblical number one is pray number two is be sensitive to to where they're at and how it may offend them so be over the top kind and gentle number three make sure you are effectively using the word of god that you're never sharing your opinion without the word of god you're not just attacking individual things in the church but you are going to the scripture and making it clear and then number four don't assume this is going to be an easy process be committed to being a part of a long-term process of helping them transition away from a church that is unbiblical with bad doctrine to a church that is more biblical with better doctrine that will be healthier for them and will allow them to honor Christ in a greater fashion. If you do those four things, I believe that God will step in. God will hear your prayers. He will intervene. He will use you in a profound way to help that person get to a more healthy church. Let me tell you this last thought. It is not appropriate to keep your mouth shut for a long period of time. There may be a period of time, a short period of time, where it's appropriate for you to, to think and pray but keeping your mouth shut forever is not acceptable. If you love that person and you want what's best for them, you must open your mouth and make it clear to them the church you're a part of has bad doctrine. It's unhealthy for your soul. It's time for you to move on. Again, it's going to be a long process. You got to be committed to helping them, but keeping your mouth shut is not an option. Helping them get into a healthier local church is one way to serve the body of Christ at large. I'd encourage you, no matter how hard it is, go do it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on a future episode of the podcast, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd love to hear from you as well. Shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Hey, if you're on Twitter, find me there. I'm sort of a Twitterholic. I love connecting with people. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. <laughs>